Good morning. Today, we are going to start with a challenge question so that you've got time to think about it while we discuss what we're going to discuss today. So the challenge question is for everyone, and it's of the people we talk about today, whose story did you like the best and why? So today we see the church begin its work, led by the Holy Ghost. We will discuss Philip, Stephen, Saul, also known as Paul, and Ananias. Stephen is described as a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost. And again, in another verse, Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. It should be noted that Stephen saw in the heavens the resurrected Christ and the Father, and that he was stoned for his testimony and became the first recorded martyr after Jesus. Philip is an evangelist. Saul was a persecutor of the early Christians. He went from place to place and sought out Christians and rounded them up. Men, women, children took them to prison. If Saul found you, your life was ruined. To quote from the scriptures, and Saul was consenting unto Stephen's death. And at that time, there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. And devout men carried Stephen to his burial and made great lamentation over him. As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering into every house and hailing men and women and committing them to prison. So that kind of gives you a little bit of background. Let's go to Philip. Philip was prompted to go to a place far away and to join himself to this chariot. In fact, I think he was told to go to Gaza, but it's a place, it's a desert place. And there's nothing really there. So um, he follows the prompting and he joins himself to the chariot. When he finds the chariot, there's a, a eunuch, or in other words, a man who has no family, no children, and never will have children. And he's also not allowed in the temple. So he's kind of a loner and an outcast from religious society. But as we've seen before, the Lord is mindful of him and sends his servant to where he is on his journey. Philip finds this man reading Isaiah, and he asks him if he understands what he's reading. And the man replies in verse 31, and he said, How can I except some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he should come up and sit with him. So Philip opens his mouth and starts teaching him of Jesus in verse 35. Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. And they went on their way and came to a certain water. And the eunuch said, Here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they both went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip, that the eunuch saw him no more, and he went on his way rejoicing. 
So when we minister, when we want to share the gospel, we should follow this pattern laid out so many times in the Savior's ministry, and again, repeat it here. Meet people where they are in their journey, find common ground, build on that, and testify of Christ. Minister and show concern and love. Now let's turn our attention to Saul, later to be known as Paul. What do we know about him? Maybe you didn't know. He studied under Gamaliel, the Harvard of Jerusalem. He spoke Hebrew, so the Jews liked him. He could speak Greek, so the Gentiles liked him. He was a Roman and had Roman citizen rights. Saul is his Jewish name, and having been born in the tribe of Benjamin, which had merged with the tribe of Judah, he considered himself a Jew. He was a tent maker and was likely from a wealthy family. He was a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee. And as mentioned earlier, he's feared because of the intense persecution of Christians. In Acts 9, and Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus to the synagogues, that if he found any of his this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. So why Damascus? What's significant about that? Maybe you didn't know. Damascus is about 150 miles northeast of Jerusalem. Saul went to Damascus as a representative of the high priest and Sanhedrin to stamp out Christianity because the city sat at a prosperous crossroads and was thus an important center of civilization. If Christianity succeeded there, it could spread far and wide. Now note, Saul was not a bad person. He was wrong about what was right and he had bad information. As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined around him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to prick against the, to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. From President <coughs> Ezra Taft Benson, the constant and most recurring question in our minds, touching every thought and deed of our lives, should be, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? The answer to that question came through the light of Christ and the Holy Ghost. Fortunate are those who so live that their beings are filled with both of them. We have a work to do to follow him, close quote. So Saul is having an experience that will change his life forever. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man, but they led him by the hand and brought him to Damascus. And he was three days without sight, neither did he eat or drink. So Saul goes to Damascus, he's blind, and doesn't eat or drink for three days. Now enter the other man we're going to talk about today, Ananias. Ananias is having his own experience. 
starting in verse 10, and there was a certain disciple at Damascus called Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And hath seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive sight. Now imagine that you're Ananias. You know all about Saul. You know what he is doing to Christians. You know that he could put you in prison and that your life would be done. How strong is your faith? How much do you trust the Lord? Ananias has reservations and expresses them. It's a in-case-you-didn't-know moment. Ananias answered, Lord, I've heard of many of this man, how much evil he's done to thy saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. So Ananias is obedient, finds his way to Saul. Picture that moment. On one side of the door is Ananias, ready to knock. And on the other side is Saul, blind and humbled. Who do you think was more anxious in that moment? So in verse 17, Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me and thou, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Now again, we're going to point out that the Lord meets him where he is on his journey. And the use of the word brother really expresses his love and affection. So verse 18, And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is, is not this he that destroyed them, which calleth on his, this name in Jerusalem, and came hither for that intent, that he might bring them bound unto the chief priests? But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews which were dwelt at Damascus, proving that he is the very Christ. And after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. What a turnaround! Boy, if Saul could be forgiven of all that he had done, anyone can turn their life around. Note that Saul became a different person in a very short period of time. It wasn't a long, drawn-out process. He immediately repented, began this to be the great man the Lord knew he was. And as we pointed out before, he turned. He turned to Christ, that is repenting. His miracle turnaround centers around his asking of one question, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? We often think the grace offered to us by the atonement is only after all we can do. But note, Saul drew on the grace of forgiveness and strengthening power of the atonement at the start of his ministry. He didn't wait till the end. We underestimate the power available to us now. 
but we must take our steps forward in faith. We see this road to Damascus for Saul was his road of second chances, his road to grace. We also see that Ananias principle being illustrated. That principle is this, one, be available. If you remember, he said, behold, I am here. Two, see as God sees. So although he has fear of Saul, he goes because he sees Saul as the Lord sees him. Three, love outside the lines. Brother Saul, Jesus has sent me. I will give you your sight. And then four, strengthen that person. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this podcast. And remember, the challenge question is for everyone of the people that we talked about today. Whose story did you like the best and why? And think, too, about what are you going to do this next week to follow the Savior's invitation to come follow me? Have a great week, everyone.